Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, good day, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the entrepreneur world. And things are a-changing. Yes, they are. The whole world is changing around us. And you know what? Entrepreneurs seem to come out smelling like a rose when things get tough on the rest of the world. So um, if you are feeling that entrepreneur inside, let it out. Let it out. Become an entrepreneur. Set yourself free and all of a sudden your whole life will change. You'll feel a, a weight lifted off your back like you've never felt before. Then there's a certain other pressures that go along with that. Because now there's no boss to crack the whip on you. You got to be your own boss. But if you're just joining us, this show is born from Entrepreneur Magazine, our parent company, and uh, entrepreneur.com on the web. So um, each week we look at one or two entrepreneurs and talk about their uh, journey to success and what it took to get there. Like Jason Brown, who's joining us right now, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Family Central. Now, I have a big family. I love my big family. And as of the last two years, Jason, welcome to the show. I've been spending more time with my family. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, talk about, first of all, who in the heck is Jason Brown? And, and give us a little bit of your background and story. So who is Jason Brown? Jason Brown today is a 65-year-old gentleman who lives in South Florida now. I've lived in numerous places around the world, building companies and all those different places. And I am a direct-to-consumer entrepreneur. Ah. In the olden days, it used to be building chains of retail stores. And as of 1999, we've been building digitally native businesses and in one case, organic to go, it also had a bricks and mortar attachment to it. Mm. But most things digital. All right. I see here and looking at some crib notes that my producer creates for me that you have started and have run nine multi-million dollar companies, including the one you said organic to go, Persona, Columbia Sportswear, Custom Nutrition Services, and um, you are now moving into this Family Central. I want to hear about that in a little while. But, you know, what I always like hearing about is the biggest struggle that it took. In other words, there was a time in your life when something happened. And like the Grinch that stole Christmas when the, the sleigh was about to go over the hill and, and the Grinch saw the little girl and, and all of a sudden... He thought, no, this, this can't happen. And his heart grew like 10 times and he saved the little girl and everything changed. When did that happen for Jason Brown? What was it? Well, <laughs> in regard to our friend, the Green Grinch, yes. uh, I've had the honor and pleasure of building a number of companies over the years. And one of them was a abysmal failure. And it became abysmal failure because the world changed. So whether I like it or not, 2008 occurred and I had created a company 
and it was a corporate catering company and we had gone public and we were a success story and everybody was happy and thrilled and had 600 plus team members. And then 2008 happened and literally half of our stores got shuttered because they were inside of corporate environments like Microsoft or Washington Mutual or airports and people weren't, you know, traveling. And then the 38% of our business stopped overnight because people weren't ordering catering. Right. And that's because they were brown bagging. Mm. And uh, the company was taken private by an individual who thought they could figure it out and they failed. Mm. So that was the, the worst and kind of the saddest experience for me is that we had built a brilliant company. We had no idea about the housing market or what could happen if it crashed and lo and behold, it, it took out our business. Mm. All right. You hold on right there because this is where I like to get. See, I, I get to where I, in, in, in unorthodox um, ways, I get to what I want, which is the heart of who you are. And you're, believe it or not, you're being that Grinch and your heart grew 10 times right there because when a man or any person is faced with adversity, he either rises with it, you know, and, and rises up because a kite rises against the wind rather than with it. But you rose in that moment in time because you had to become a super entrepreneur to recover. I want to hear on the story on the other side. We're listening to uh, Jason Brown. He is the entrepreneur, founder, and CEO at Family Central. What's that? Keep listening and you'll find out. Stay with us. Our guest today on Entrepreneur Weekly is Jason Brown. FamilyCentral.com. We'll get to that in a minute, but... Here's an entrepreneur that has uh, plenty of experience starting and running nine multi-million dollar organizations. And he's telling us a story of the hardest time of his life when, you know, the world changed as it is right now. We're in the midst of another one of these world changing events. So, uh, Jason, thanks for the honesty here. I, I want to hear kind of the recovery process as you, you know, went through that dark time of your life in business. So keep going with your story. It's great. Well, you know, it was truly a dark time off of an amazingly happy time for many years. Right. And when that was over, I kind of stepped back and looked at my life and decided that I wanted to take a little break. And then, as has been the case throughout my entire life, I just got a phone call one day and someone said, hey, would you be interested in helping me to build a new company? And that company had to do with immigration. And I said, you know, I don't know anything about immigration. And the guy on the other end of the line said, that's okay. I trust you. I'm sure you'll figure it out. And so I spent the next four years building and running a multi-million dollar immigration company, which helped men and women and their families in foreign countries move to the United States, make a financial investment and get a green card. Wow. And I always make it clear that while there was tremendous rewarding experiences for me, it was also very lucrative, which is why I in part did it. So yeah. it was a win-win. Right. Mm. All right. And so now 
That brings us forward to how far? Just to the point of starting now Family Central? Is that where we are? No, to the point of starting Persona, which was the Ah. last company and I built. And when I say I, it's really a we. I have a team of men and women that I've been working with for many years, Mm. some of them north of 20 years. And we create companies together and then we roll them out. And so incredibly proud of my team and the people that I work with, starting with Prem Thudia, who is the head of all technology for the companies that I create and has been my business partner now for 22 years. That's awesome. We built Persona Nutrition, which is a uh, personalized nutrition business where you go online, you fill out a number of questions, you receive free coaching, and then you get a customized nutrition program of vitamins, minerals, herbs, and supplements, Mm. which you can take. And it's backed by an entire science advisory board led by chief wellness officer, Dr. Mike Roizen out of the Cleveland Clinic. And what we do is we sell packs of pills that are delivered to your home. And whether you need an AM, a PM, a noon, a night, and we ran and built that company for three years. And then we sold the company to Nestle Health Science Wow! Uh, in 2019. Wow. Wow. What timing, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's all. And it probably was good for them because nutrition is like top of mind for everybody with this pandemic thing. It's like, how can I get more healthy so that I don't catch this? And if I do catch this thing, then I want to be prepared. So nutrition has been a big, you know, I mean, it was good for you timing, and it was probably good for Nestle, too. So we'll, that's good. Congratulations. All right. Let me give you one minute to get us teed up for what is FamilyCentral.com now. One minute. So Family Central was always in the back of our minds in that in 2014, Prem and I spent a great deal of time talking. We even invested about a half a million dollars to learn about the marketplace of creating a business like Family Central. And what Family Central is, is it's a depository of information and allows communication of your family cradle to grave. Oh, wow. And empowers your family to be in a secure environment where they can store all kinds of documents and they can share those documents with their Uh, other members of the family or they can be put in a secure vault awesome love it can't wait i want to hear more about it on the other side and how people can get involved familycentral.com is the website jason brown is our guest today interesting journey wow yep we'll take a break and be right back and hear more from jason and then he's gonna give you some advice as an entrepreneur we'll be right back to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Don't forget, check out our website, entrepreneur.com. Pick up an issue of our magazine on newsstands everywhere. And uh, check out Jason Brown's website, familycentral.com. Jason Brown joining us. He is the founder and CEO 
FamilyCentral.com. Now, I was telling Jason in the commercial break how I've, since my father passed away, I've found out that I have, I have family members all over the world, you know, second cousins and all kinds of different family members that I just didn't know we had because he didn't talk about his, you know, all these family, you know, he had his, his father. So my grandfather had 11 brothers and sisters, mostly men, mostly bro- nine brothers. And all of a sudden in the last year of my life, I've got friends all over the world that I'm related to. And this sounds perfect for FamilyCentral.com. Give us the thumbnail again real quick about what is Family Central and then give us how it started. Where did it come from? I love this. You know, at the end of the day, Family Central is trying to solve a real problem. And the real problem is global family stress caused by chaos. Yeah. And chaos comes because of lack of planning, lack of communication, unexpected hospitalization, not having access to medical records or IDs or vaccination cards. Right. And there's really no secure place to share joy, tragedy, and grief. Right. So what we've come up with is a solution to that is we've leveraged technology and the technology that we have built internally, we have an entire technology team and we created it ourselves. It's cloud-based. And what we do is we empower families to have at their fingertips medical records, a calendar that talks about things that are important, a GPS. And we also did something that we think is incredibly important, and I travel a lot, and for me it was very important, is you press a button on your phone which calls 911 in 560 cities around the world. Wow. And it knows to call the 911 in that city. But simultaneously, it also calls the member of your family that you've selected so that they know that there's something wrong, that something has happened to you. It's awesome. And then the last thing I'd say, and this goes well with you talking about your dad, and sadly who passed, is we created a way to coach people and help them to build legacy videos. Mm. So using your computer or using your phone, a person is able to sit there and just talk and talk to their family and help their family deal with grief because they're not confused. There's nothing worse than when a parent or someone passes away, there's no will or no one knows where the will is or no one knows what to do. Right. And that creates family stress. Yep. And so honestly, Family Central removes unwanted chaos, both in life and in death. And, and that's our goal. And, and that's a, you know, a, a canned statement that we created, but it's the truth because when, when someone passes away, that's when it's time to start loving each other and healing yeah. and being able to grieve, right. not when it's time to start wondering where wills are fighting over estate plans, yep. not knowing what to do. And, you know, as a dad, you know, I resonate with this. I have a multi-generational family and I want to be able to leave a legacy video for my family to let them know how much I love them this is awesome. and to let them know what to do. Well, we have a boat. Nobody needs a boat. So <laughs> who to call to sell the boat right. and all the things that go along with that. Right. All right. This is awesome. Familycentral.com. Everybody should look at it. I'm going there right after the show here. Now, you got about two minutes, 
And I would love for you, after all these multi-million dollar companies you've run and built and started and, and now with FamilyCentral.com, give me like three pieces of advice that you would if you were going to leave that video for people you haven't met yet. Business advice from Jason Brown. Well, thanks for asking. And, you know, I'm a gentleman who learns from my mistakes. And, you know, there's an old saying that my father used to say, people plan and God laughs. Right. And so... For me, what I would share with any entrepreneur, and honorably, lots of people call me up because they always think the grass is greener on the other side, yep. is I share with them that follow your passion. And if your passion can become commercially successful, then build a company. But if your passion is making square tennis balls, <laughs> then it's probably a bad idea. Right. And no amount of effort, time, and energy is going to make people want to play with square tennis balls. So you got to find what makes you happy, focus on it, and then surround yourself with people that are much smarter than you. In my case, that's a very low bar. (laughs) But the reality is I am very fortunate in my life that I can have men and women around me that – are really smart and are willing to give me their truth. And that's the last thing I'd say is that if you're going to build a company from inception, you got to listen to the people around you. And then ultimately you have to listen to your customer because your customer is the boss. That's right. Totally, man. I can't wait to meet Jason Brown someday. You need to make that video. That little video right there that you just did was was good. Or we got audio part of it anyway. FamilyCentral.com. A lot of wisdom right there in Jason Brown. I was going to try and play some James Brown, but I didn't want to confuse anybody. So you got some uh, Steve Miller band here. Uh, Jason, thank you very much. Really appreciate you. Well, thank you. And I hope you have a lovely night. You too. We'll be right back with more Entrepreneur Weekly. I stole from a friend. Hi, I'm Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The Maloof Foundation is confronting this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But this cause can't be won alone. Learn how you can join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity at MaloofFoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F Foundation. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. So I deal with all kinds of people in my life. I'm in the media. I do transmedia, which is, uh, well... My friends ask me if I'm, you know, finally come out of the closet. No, transmedia, all forms of media working together to uh, achieve one goal. In other words, radio and video and um, printed magazines and live events, transmedia, all kinds of media working together. In my travels, 
I meet other people that also travel. And then there's one guy named Simon Leslie, who's the CEO of Inc. I-N-K, Inc-Global.com. He's the guy that puts all the magazines in the airlines in the backs of the seats back there. You know, whatever airline you're on, you're probably flipping through the pages of something that Simon Leslie is creating for that airline. Simon, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Just come back from my flights last week, just in case oh my. anyone's worried that I'm not flying enough. Oh, no. Let me just tell you, first of all, this guy has done everything. He's one of these kind of guys that while he was over 300 pounds, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with nine of his team members. He's been kidnapped in Beirut. He's been all over the world. He works, again, with all these uh, airlines making magazines and doing a great job. And, but now he's got a new book out called Equanimity. But first, before we get to Equanimity, I don't even know how to ask you how the book is. He wrote a book, everybody, called There's No F in Sales. But There's No F in Sales is the actual title. <laughs> there's No F in Sales. Uh, so that was about, what, three or four years ago? When was that? Yeah, yeah. It was. It came out September nineteen, and if there was ever a a, a cautionary note to anybody, don't <laughs> don't create a title that could come true. Yeah, right. Within six months, we had no F in sales. Right. We went from one hundred and fifty million, Alan, to zero. Oh overnight. my gosh! So it all came true. Well, now you've obviously recovered because I've seen you all over the world in the last year, at least. Anyway. I decided during the pesky pandemic that never again would I sit on my laurels and not take advantage of this world and, and actually live a life that I promised myself. You know, that's why I got into business, to create freedom, to enjoy myself. Right. Um, the new book, Equanimity, is a diary of the last two and a half years. Ah. I sort of documented every single day, every single week, every single month, what I went through, the highs, the lows, actually there wasn't that many highs, the lows, <laughs> even more lows, the, the rock bottom sandwiches. Um, and then I, 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 I decided right this year, I'm going to turn it every month into a into a masterpiece. I'm going to make every day count of every month. Yeah. Uh, so I've just come back. I started the week in London and went to New York, then went to Phoenix, then went to Paris. I saw the Champions League final and I saw the tennis. I made sure I saw two major sporting events and then I got the train home on Sunday. So it was a busy week. Good Lord. Now, with over 250 million copies of magazines published over the last 30 years, and he deals, you know, in travel media, you might say. I'm just curious, what is this word equanimity, and why did you call the book equanimity? Give us a little background on that. Well, equanimity is remaining calm under pressure, and I think that's what I had to do. You know, I, I, we started the pandemic with 36 magazines. We came out of the pandemic with three. <laughs> so we had to reinvent the whole business. You've gone from, you know, a business that was reliant on print that was dominating in print to all of a sudden no more print, no more magazines. So we bought a, a TV network, a fledgling TV network in 2018 called Reach TV, which is a network that was at the airport. It was in the bars and the restaurants, right. about 90 US airports. Wow. And luckily for us, CNN decided to exit the airport network. They'd have a reasonably big network at the airports. And you know, part one of the deals that I did during COVID was to acquire that or acquire a big chunk of that. And our little TV network turned into a very big TV network. And that's what I've been focusing on for the last year and a bit, making basically creating the, the magazine format 
from print actually into TV, right. so making TV programs regularly. You know what's we funny? We talk about the drive again because I've got a, I've got a platform for you. Yeah. So you know what's funny? When we talked last, we were talking about maybe you know uh, creating some different programming together, and then of course COVID hit. Both my parents passed away, and life has been really tough on a lot of people. You lost, you know. I mean, gosh, your whole business went like you said from hero to kind of almost zero, but you're on your way back to hero again, thank God. But I'm curious, you know, how much more can it change or has the change occurred? Like look at the auto industry, for example, you know, there's this giant kind of convergence of the electric car into the internal combustion engine world. And everybody's trying to say electric cars are the way to go. I don't know if they are. But then they raise the price of gas to push everybody into electric cars. And yet, talking about Paris, I saw a big story the other day on all these electric cars that are piling up all over the place because batteries, they can't get batteries for them. And then, you know, you can't even wreck them out in the wrecking yards because they don't want those old batteries. And so there's all these problems associated. So I don't think the electric car is the solution Maybe it's hydrogen power. I don't know. So the question coming back to you is, is television going to be the solution, going to be the fix to the Simon Leslie empire, inkglobal.com, ink-global.com? I'm just curious. I think it's, it's definitely helping. We acquired a small little digital agency as well, which allows us access to passenger data and behavior. So we know people are traveling. We have a relationship now with 13 of the major airlines across the the world, and we can target their customers with messages, with information. And I think that's give us a different platform to work on. So you have TV, you have digital, you have a little bit of print left. There's only one in-flight magazine in the States, and that's on United. So if you're flying United, Hemispheres magazine is still going really, really strongly, and uh, it's still a brilliant product. We also bought a magazine called Business Traveller, ah. which has been around for about 20 years. It's been through a few owners, and we're, we're, re- we're bringing that back to life and, and the awards that go with it. Um, and it's, it's given us something to get our teeth into and get really excited about print. I'm still really excited about print. I really am sad that the airlines don't have the magazines anymore. You know, I've been on, as I said, a lot of flights this last 12 weeks. And, you know, there's, there's something missing. There's something missing to be able to dip into the seat and pull it out. So yeah, yeah. I only flew United week, and it was it was refreshing. I've read that magazine four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to do uh, United Airlines in-flight audio. And now, of course, there's satellite radio and all the rest. All right, we're going to take a break. We're talking to Simon Leslie. Uh, he is the CEO of Inc. I-N-K, Inkglobal.com. And he's got a new book out called Equanimity. It's available on Amazon. We'll be right back. Well, you're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. I'm Alan Taylor and uh, talking to my friend, Simon Leslie. I follow him globetrotting all over the world. His company uh, is a company that makes the magazines for the seat back and all the airplanes. And uh, through the COVID thing, so when the airlines have issues, everything connected to them has issues. So uh, obviously, 
Inc. Global, inc-global.com on the web, and luckylesley.com if you want to look up this gentleman, Simon Leslie. The guy's done everything. His company uh, took some some hard times, like a lot of us did. If you're a gym owner, you know exactly what that means, because I was a gym owner. Simon, I, I sold my gym. I had closed the doors, and I waited about 90 days, and I went, you know what? This isn't going to get any better. And I was absolutely right. So I sold the gym, all the equipment. I sold the property. I made a profit on the property, thank God. But um, there were some businesses that just uh, you know couldn't recover during all that last couple of years. Now, you are back kind of in the hot seat, we'll call it, because things are going good for you again with the, uh, the television network in the airports and this brand new book, Equanimity. So what do you hope people will learn from what you've been through over the last few years through reading this book, Equanimity? Let me take you back to March the 9th, 2020. It was my wedding anniversary and I was hoping to celebrate it. And instead I got phone call after phone call from airlines going, we're sorry, we think we need to take the magazine off the plane. The magazine is going to cause a COVID problem. It's got, it's dirty and... Oh, <laughs> and people I have gone, to touch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Gosh. That's not so good because we've we've paid for everything now, and um, and our advertisers are going to want their money back, and and that happened, and we it happened a couple of times, and we just prayed that it, nobody else would do it, and then one by one they all started taking off the magazine, wow. and, and by about the twentieth of of March, you know, pretty much everyone had taken it off, and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to get this team through the next three six months? No, not even three six months. I, at that point, I thought. You know, six weeks, 12 weeks maximum. The clever people around me were saying three months. The really clever ones were saying six months. The smartest cookie said January 2021. How wrong they all were. And here we were in March, April, May, and I'm thinking, what can I do? These guys are going to start leaving soon. Luckily, at that point, everybody was still in lockdown, so there was nowhere for them to go. And I started ringing around all different people, gurus, health and wellness experts, kindness experts. And I said, look, please, 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 can you come and talk to my team? Just give me some time. I've got nothing to offer you in return. I'll give you an IOU for, uh, for kindness. And luckily for me, 52 of them agreed to do it. And we had these 52 talks. And the book is centered around those 52 talks, what I learned. And when I thought I was bringing them to support my team, it actually started to help me. Some of the messages started to resonate with me. Someone like Chris Voss, who's the uh, FBI negotiator, he and I became friends. And then as I'm negotiating with clients, with employees, I'm saying, Chris, what shall I do here? And he's going, this is what you've got to do. And all of a sudden, the talks turned into into, I guess, like a support line for me. And so I've, I've penned out the book. So month by month, what happened, what we went through, who the people came in, what they talked about, what messages they had. And they're such powerful messages about all different kinds of subjects, as I said, from kindness to gratitude, to health and well-being, to negotiating, to selling, to brain power, every single subject under the sun. And then around October 2020, I stopped the talks because what I realized was I was empowering people to leave. And one by one, they'd come and they'd say, oh, boss, it's not you, it's me, I've got to go. You know, I love you very much. I know I've been here 10 years, but I can't make any money right now, I need to go. And I lost nearly 
70% of my team. And so I then started writing a diary of what do you do then? How do you deal with rejection? How do you deal with clients telling you they don't want to work with you anymore? How do you deal with all the different aspects of failure, of difficulty? And there was one point in the book where I sat down and I realized I was a broken human. I was in a complete mess. And I'm writing a book telling people how to sort their lives out. And I just wondered to myself, how many books have been written by people who are on their knees giving advice to other people how to live a better life? Right. So that was the premise of the book. And, wow. and then I started starting to visualize what this business could look like again. How can I rebuild it? How can I change the narrative? How can I change my narrative? And that's what the, the second half of the book became. It became my story about... You know, I'm on the Titanic here, and everybody's rearranging the deck chairs, and I'm going, no, 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 we've got to avoid this iceberg. Um, <laughs> and that's what the second, the second half of the book was, was how I turned it around, what, what awesome. tactics I used, what, who I used, what people I talked to. So this gives somebody, one, if they're, in, if they're struggling in business, definitely gives them a playbook. All if right. they're struggling in life, it gives them a playbook. All right, hold tight. Too many entrepreneurs. Yep. I want to... I got to take a break. We'll come back and we'll finish this conversation. Uh, here comes the sun by the Beatles, of course, is perfect for this. <laughs> if you have uh, been through what Simon Leslie has rejection, failure, depression, um, you want to hear this next segment because he's going to become the professor and really do some teaching, soul searching. We'll be right back. There's more Entrepreneur Weekly after these messages. Are you paying too much for business insurance? Do you have critical gaps in your coverage? Entrepreneur Insurance can help you find out. In six out of 10 policies, business owners are paying too much for property, general liability, or workers' comp insurance. Entrepreneur Insurance can help you identify ways to save and any gaps in coverage. Head to entrepreneur.com insurance to complete the questionnaire and get a personalized quote. It's an easy way to find out if you're paying too much. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash insurance. Discover unstoppable industry influencers who celebrate disruptive thinking and game-changing business strategies on Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And I'm talking to my friend, uh, Simon Leslie, founder and chief executive of Inc. I-N-K, Inc-Global.com. Uh, this is the company that uh, if you're in the airlines, you're going to see a TV network. They own that. Uh, the magazines that uh, have been in the seatbacks for the last 30 years, over 250 million copies published. Uh, Inc. Global has done that. Simon Leslie in charge of all that. And now his third book, Equanimity. Done 52 interviews and his recovery from the complete decimation of his company when the COVID hit and people didn't want to touch magazines that somebody might have touched that's in a seat back of an airline. And so they took them all out. And my God, I can't imagine being you. No wonder you... I see you posting the pictures all over the world with you smoking a cigar like, I'm back 
and I'm bad to the bone. That was easy top, by the way. Simon Leslie. Okay, it's your turn now. What I want to know is, out of all these these 52 interviews, and this reminds me, by the way, of the book Think and Grow Rich. In other words, that's kind of what they did. They interviewed all these millionaires, all these successful people, and they said, you know, basically at the end of the day, the part of the, this book Think and Grow Rich is the word think. So I'm curious, out of all these interviews and everything, which ones touched your heart the most that helped you to become bad to the bone again? I think my favorite one was Alison Levine. Alison climbed Everest. She was the first American woman to climb Everest, and she'd failed before. And it was just her story of determination, of never say never. Then she told a story about crossing the Antarctic, and she's only a, a really short young lady, and she was with these big guys and they made her carry the the, um, the sledge across there and they could see she was struggling and she told the story of how they helped her without helping her which I thought was such a powerful story and especially you know you're in the Antarctic all you can see is white it's just literally one foot in front of the other and that's roughly where I was I was like I have to just put another foot forward and just keep going just keep going uh, Adrian Banker I don't know if you know her she does Good Morning America on um she talked about kindness, and I realized that we weren't being kind. We were being mean. We were being selfish. We were all just thinking about ourselves, and she really injected a, a whole sense of kindness, and I literally went out that evening, and I was in the supermarket, and the, there was a nurse in front of me, and I just paid for her shopping, and for me, that was the pivotal moment in the pandemic where I thought, you know, she burst into tears, and, you know, she was buying such rubbish, you know, pot noodle and Coke and biscuits, and it was just like... <laughs> Come on, do you want anything else? And she said, oh, you just made my day. I talked about Chris Voss. Chris really helped me. Wim Hof, you know, the Iceman. Oh, yeah. He came in and did breathing sessions with us. That was wonderful. And I was doing breathing and controlling my breathing every day. I don't know if you know James Harris. James was million-dollar listing. He's an English guy. And he came in and just blew us away with his energy. And he just said, don't care what's going on now. Just be the most energetic you can possibly be, which was a wonderful story. And then you had people like Tim Story, Tim Grover, Tim Grover coach, Michael Jordan. He came in and said, come on, there's no time to cry into your beer now. You've got to get on and do it. So all these people kept coming with really powerful messages, really, really powerful messages. And I just lapped it up and I lapped lots of it and said, right, I've got to have a winning mindset. I've got to think, you know, I've got to be more interested than interesting even. And they all gave me different messages. And, you know, I've got to say I'm a much more rounded human for that experience. You know what? Honestly, I've known you now for a number of years. And even listening to you talk now, I hear a different person. And I love it, by the way. One foot in front of the other. Kindness. Kind of pay it forward. Breathe. Or maybe we'll say meditate. Be more conscious. I remember the hardest part of my life Somebody said to me one time, and these little things make such a big difference. They said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And these little things help people so much. Are these stories, they're all in the book, Equanimity? They're all in the book, 350 pages of them. I love it, love it, love it. I said to a friend one time, I said, you know, no matter how bad it gets, I said, just remember there's good and there's evil in this world. And, you know, the devil, he's a liar. You know what the liar does? He lies. And inside of our head, he does a lot of lying. Don't believe the devil because the liar lies. Simon Leslie, you can find him, luckyleslie.com, or his company, inc-global.com. 
Amazon.com. His book, Equanimity, it's available on Amazon. Simon, brother, I look forward to seeing you soon. We'll be back. Yep. Next week, another edition of Entrepreneur Weekly. See you then. This program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated.